Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Maine, Montana, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Virginia, Washington State, Wisconsin, and something new, Australia. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey everybody, today is Tuesday. It is August 30th. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. The summer is over. I mean, people are back to school. I think uh, Arizona schools are underway. Um, we're getting reports from, you know, all over the country again, as always happens at the beginning of every school year. Um, <clears throat> we just heard from Illinois, uh, Idaho, and beyond. Oh my gosh. And also, we have two requ- uh, requests for uh, chapters in this. One is the state of New Jersey, and the other one is the state of Oklahoma. So that's very exciting. Love that. Love that. We want to be in every state in this union. We need feedback from you and we need to arm you with information that we are hearing from our other states. And we are going to do that. So, so, so exciting this year. This is a big year for parents' rights in education. And here's the reason. We have hired a professional, a professional public relations firm. And if you think we have a lot of information on our website now, well, you just wait. Uh, We are going to improve everything. I mean, everything. So get ready. All righty. So in Illinois, just today, I got a report from a mom whose precious five-year-old kindergarten daughter was attacked on the school bus. She, she got off the bus, uh, her mom met her with um, a friend and, and a neighbor, and um, they, were, they were meeting their two little girls, getting off the school bus, you know, kindergarten. Kindergarten's a big deal. I think this was her second day of school. And she was bawling because she was attacked by an older boy. So this boy is probably in third or fourth grade by now. And uh, she has a big bruise on her arm. Uh, actually on another part of her torso. Uh, you can imagine this boy grabbed her. Um, he's a bully, right? He's a bully. So she talked to the school about it and they're not um, revealing any information about the other child, what they're going to do, etc. And what would you do if you were a parent? Well, this is our leader in Illinois, by the way. And, you know, she's not happy and, and good, because you should not be uh, accepting of this kind of behavior. And we've got some serious discipline issues in our schools these days because of diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice. 
because they are using uh, the, the new methodologies and protecting certain individuals in in the schools, and I'm talking about other students, and you know, giving deference to them. Restorative justice is the new approach. I'm reading from the Black Lives Matter activity book, and it says, if someone in the community hurts someone else, we focus on communication, understanding, and solving the problem instead of punishment. And so as a result, they're not telling mom, you know, what they're going to do with this child. So, you know, her daughter's five. She's going to keep her home. And I recommended write everything down. You want to document everything. And of course, you have to contact the school and make sure that you document that and what they've told you. And then why would you send your daughter to come home on the school bus again with that same situation? Because if there is no discipline that is being administered to this student, uh, there's no reason to believe that it won't happen again. But in addition, she is going to file a temporary restraining order against the other child. Why? Because he has done things like this previously and exposing himself, um, sexually exposing himself to other students, um, acting inappropriately, and just being a bully. And we need to protect our own children. Okay, so I'll keep you posted on that. I think it's going to uh, bring some very interesting results from the school district because they're definitely not planning on uh, receiving that kind of information from the local jurisdiction of law enforcement. Next, um, Idaho. In Idaho, we have something new that's raised its ugly head. Now, this is northern Idaho. Again, this is a situation where, well, you might expect it in Illinois, but not Idaho, Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I mean, what could possibly go wrong in Coeur d'Alene? Well, we reported on um, several instances in Coeur d'Alene this last year um, having to do with, you know, shutting down school board meetings, et cetera. And parents in Coeur d'Alene, um, well, one of them uh, is a transplant from Oregon to Coeur d'Alene, actually. And she moved there from um, the greater Portland area because she was hoping to get away from this. But she didn't. And so she started a parents' rights and education chapter there, along with some other parents who are already, you know, had their antenna up about the situation in Coeur d'Alene. And as we all know, if you've been following us at all, we know that these... Uh, Curriculums and other initiatives are coming from places um, in Washington, D.C. or elsewhere in the nation, and they are affecting everyone. Uh, they're being uh, legislated uh, by our state legislatures, and uh, definitely uh, they're not asking parents what they want. We want to change that dynamic. But in the meantime, we need to know what it is that we're looking for. And one of them is social emotional learning. It's a big deal. So there's an, a curriculum that is now uh, being actually implemented in Coeur d'Alene, and it's called Sources of Strength. Anybody know about that? You have that in your school? Watch out. This is social emotional learning. So if it walks like a duck, it probably is one, right? Sources of Strength states that their vision is to empower a well world. My goodness, that's a tall order, isn't it? A well world. Their mission is to provide the highest quality evidence-based prevention for suicide, violence, bullying, and substance abuse 
by training, supporting, and empowering both peer leaders and caring adults to impact their world through the power of connection, hope, help, and strength. Now, all that sounds really good, doesn't it? Except that those who have access to our children want to present their program to all students, even those who do not need it or want it. This is not optional, guys. It is presented in grade school. And the scariest part for parents is their lack of involvement. Sources of Strength was introduced to Northern Idaho schools this year in elementary grades. This new program boasts it, quote, not only incorporates solid social-emotional learning content, but includes a robust focus on mental health and proactive prevention for elementary school, unquote. Bingo! Social-emotional learning is not new to us. We have written and spoken about it over the last five years, and now it is showing up everywhere. SEL core competencies train children in consequential moral reasoning. Instead of internalizing the truths proposed by their faith and their families, children steeped in SEL rely on themselves, their peers, and the progressive culture. Progressive social norms become their moral authority. Well, what's wrong with that, you might say? Well, the Parents' Rights in Education website features in-depth information about SEL. Mary Hassan and Teresa Farnham, authors of Get Out Now, excellent book, list five red flag non-academic factors. Number one, substantive content of SEL programs and resources intrudes on personal and family privacy, making children vulnerable to psychological manipulation. Two, teachers conduct assessments of children's emotional and social development, a task for which they are not trained or qualified, using assessment tools unsupported by underlying research. Item three, SEL assessments are included in children's permanent school records with uncertain privacy safeguards. SEL curricula, resources, and assessments may touch on private or sensitive matters without parental notice or consent. Five, mission creep diverts resources, time, and attention away from education and encourages schools to usurp parental and familial responsibility towards the emotional development of children. It's one thing to direct your own moral, ethical, and emotional development or that of your children, but having a government vendor or unqualified public school officials implement an SEL curriculum based on coffee table psychology is quite another. And that quote is from Jane Robbins, author of Social-Emotional Learning, K-12 Education as New Age, Nanny State. So what's going on in Idaho? Well, they are uh, considering in the Coeur d'Alene 
and Post Falls areas, formal district-wide adoption of sources of strength. Currently, uh, the program is already being used in Winton, Skyway, Nexa, and Atlas elementary schools. So what are the known facts about this particular curriculum? Well, number one, there are no studies or data on its impact. It is non-academic and includes participation of all children, regardless of need. We talked about that earlier. The violation of student and family privacy. It teaches that children are dysregulated, thus their emotions and energy levels must be regulated. And promotes exposure of detailed student personal life and adult connections, mentors, which can make them easier targets for grooming and victimization. We just completed a news alert on this subject and we'll attach the link to the show notes. If you have not yet signed up for our news alerts, you should. They just give you more in-depth discussion about these subjects, but I do so appreciate your listening to these podcasts. I think it's a great way to catch up. If you haven't been plugged in for a while, terrific. We're going to be publishing the videos from our summit very soon. So be on alert for those. Until next time, this is Parents' Rights. Now, please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We have big plans in mind. And because of a very generous one-time contribution of $25,000, we are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to match that. Gives $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month, almost tripling the $25,000 check we just received in one year. If a thousand supporters gave $12 a month and we could reach our goal in two months, be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsined.org. See you soon.